happy, well, I'm just going to say today. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with the one and only Craig Campbell. I consider him an icon in country music because he's just got some amazing tunes. Today we sit down and we talk about his kids playing sports, basketball, volleyball, and their love of music. What COVID did to him in opening a brand new coffee shop about a quarter mile from their house. We talk college football, Georgia. We even touch on some NFL stuff with the Falcons, maybe even the Eagles, because I'm a fan. His favorite tune that he's a part of, that'd be Family Man. Goals for 22. Let's get to know Craig Campbell. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes, sitting here today with Craig Campbell up in the Country AF Radio Studios. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing so good. How are you? I am awesome. When did you get to Vegas this morning? Got here. We landed about 9.30. Uh, got, finally got to the hotel about 10.30. So uh, we were supposed to come in last night, um, but my, my daughter had um, a basketball game. Actually, both my daughters had basketball games, so uh, couldn't miss those. So we decided to catch a flight this morning. How old are they? 11 and 13. And they play school basketball? Yeah, school ball right now. Uh, they play volleyball, which is their main instrument. Oh, main instrument. <laughs> it is an instrument. It's going gonna, it's gonna uh, to be it's, that it's for their them. their main thing. Uh, but but they they both went out for basketball this year, and they both made it, and they both are starters on their teams, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, that's it's school ball right now. Like, is that what is that, sixth and eighth grade? Yes. And there's a basketball program at the school and a volleyball program. It's middle school. Yes, middle school uh, basketball, but they, when they do volleyball, they do they do school ball and they do travel ball. Oh wow! So my oldest is starting. Uh, she she was um, she, she made the national team this year. So her her volleyball starts this month all the way through June. Uh, Kenny, my youngest, she her volleyball starts in January. So are they tall? No, they, but they're just man. I, I'm, Patting them on the back a little. I mean, they are they are super super athletic. A um, little bit of natural ability. Their mama's a, a stud, you know. So I mean, they got they got some good genes on that side of the family. Um, but they, you know, they they're fast, you yeah. know, and, and and great finesse. It's just they, they're they're good at it. I have a thirteen year old. She played soccer for a while. Got bored with it, so we took her out of soccer and put her into. Um, she started doing like some gymnastic stuff. She got bored with that, and now she's doing hip-hop classes because she watches the TikToks of the world and starts to see all that stuff, and now she just wants to excel at being able to do that stuff. As, as a parent, I hate seeing that side of everything because they grow up way too fast when they watch yeah. TikTok and all that kind, kind sure. of stuff. But I think that's neat. So do your do your kids play instruments? Yeah, I mean, they they have the ability. My, my youngest, we had her in drum lessons for a minute, and she was just, once again, she had this natural timing ability even the drummer the her instructor was like i don't she's six years old she shouldn't she shouldn't have this good of timing right um and and then uh piano my my oldest plays a little bit of piano uh but they both sing really well um once again and it sounds like i'm bra i'm i'm they're your kids. You're they are my to. kids, and I'm bragging for sure but i also know talent and I, I i prayed i prayed to the good lord i said give me kids that are really good or really bad. I don't want to have to tell them that they suck. <laughs> if they, you know, if they have a little bit of talent and they want to be a singer and I have to tell them that they're awful. Right. You know, I don't want to have to do that. But um if you follow me on social media, I I, I shine a light on them 
pretty often. So I mean, my my oldest Presley, she's 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 going to do something. I'm sure. Yeah, you think it's going to be straight sports, or do you think she'll get into no, music? No, it's, it's music. She loves music. Yeah, you know, I don't, it's it's pop. It ain't. It's not. She hasn't. She she doesn't love country music like like me or like what I do. Uh, she's a big you know pop music fan. Right. What's her favorite artist? Do you know? It fluctuates. It, it bounces back and forth. Whatever's hot, you know. Um, she's she likes the Billie Eilish of the world. Right. The the. Ariana Grande or Ariana, however you want to say it. So, um, did she watch The Voice a lot because she was on there? Did she find no. herself? No, no, she don't. She, she Presley don't know anything about the, those talent shows. Really? Mm-mm. That's weird because Ariana was on there. Yeah, she's on The Voice this year with Blake. I don't ever watch those shows just because I don't know. I get this this thing that the winner. I always get an email after the shows over trying to get the winner to come play at Stoney's, and I'm like, <laughs> wrong market, man. There's so much weird talent in this town, and all. I'm not saying that they're they're not that good but the idea of they don't have their own stuff yet i lost i lost a little bit of respect a few years ago i got invited to be a, on nashville star right um and i got invited you know bypassing all the cattle calls and all the the bs i had a, got a phone call that says hey do you want to be on the show as a as a contestant yeah like straight to the top wait a minute how long ago was this it was the year that Nashville Star went to NBC. Okay. Um, it was the one. It was like they were, they did one year. Most of it was on CMT and, and some other you know cable stations. But then one year they decided to make it an NBC thing. Right. And that year was when I got the call to, do you want to be on the show? And your answer is. Well, at first I said no, but then the, he he said, look, it's a win win. If you make the show, you you walk away with you know. And if you even if you don't win, you'll walk away with a lot of fans. Sure. And if you win, you got a record deal. I said, yeah. I said okay. Um, so I did that, and um, right before they the show, I got a I never I never received another call. So I called the guy that called me, and I said, "Man, what's going on?" I said, "Appreciate the opportunity, but I hadn't heard from nobody." He says, "Well, here's the deal. We had two guys on the show that both wore." cowboy hats you're a great singer great songwriter but this other guy was a single dad afghan vet pulled them heartstrings he just had a story right not saying your story is no good he said but it's just his story was better for tv and i said wow never mind the talent sure never mind that let's just put that on the back burner I said, okay. And I'm that done. was that was when I was I said never again. Did you find out who that was? Um, I could go back and look. I I rem- I met him on we because we did the thing. It wasn't together. anybody that blew up or anything no, no, like no. that. How about mm-hmm. that? How about that? How does yeah. that work out? Let's go um COVID times for a bit. COVID hits, what does that do for you as an artist back home? I mean, it puts you in a place where you're not traveling anymore. Did you find yourself writing a lot more? I know that you've written a lot of new stuff, and you got a lot of new stuff coming out. You feel like it's the best stuff so far that you've done. Well, I I will say I we wrote a bunch of songs during COVID, uh, during the heat of COVID. Never mind being one of them. I, but I, you know, a lot of these co-writes were over like a Zoom meeting. And right. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know if it's because we were more focused on what we were doing and. And not distracted and, and whatever, but I wrote some good songs. Yeah. I didn't write a whole bunch of songs. I wrote, 
I'd say five or six, but they were really good quality songs. And I yeah. picked the people that I wanted to write with based on writing good songs. You know, if you if you're looking at at your computer all day long, you, you definitely don't want to look at somebody you don't want to write with all day. So sure. wrote some good songs. Um, but man, I I actually around August of last year. I decided to just go out and do some. I said, "There's surely there's somebody out there that that'll pay for me to come play, right? Whether it be in their backyard, whether it be in their barn, whether it be in their living room, whatever." I said, "Let's let's see what happens." So I put the word out, and man, from August to probably March or April, I was I was busy as I ever wanted. Did to you be. go do those those um those shows by yourself? Yeah, Did just you? me and my guitar. I told him, I said, "Look, this." Let's take advantage of this. Sure. There's there's a good chance that once all this blows over, you I'll never be able to do this again for this price. Right. I said, but this we're giving you the COVID discount. <laughs> but it's just gonna be me and my guitar. That's it. Did you just pop it up on like your Facebook page and kind of yeah, like go just, from there? Just yeah, put it up. Uh, put it up on my merch store as a right. It's called a backyard barbecue. Yeah. And uh, you man, enjoy that? Oh God, it was it was so much fun. And still, I still do some of them. I've got. Uh, Two, I would call friends. Drew Baldridge did it, and Sam Grow did it, and they well, were. Sam, well, Drew, know. I called Drew. I said, "What is going on, dude?" He's it, like, "Man, I'm working every night. If I want to work, I can work." Right. And he said, I'm, "It's cash." Yeah, <laughs> See, dude. Both of them made more money last year than yeah. they've made, you know, doing it as a full band artist and so, doing it. Honestly, that's kind of where I got the idea was watching Drew's Instagram. Was right. Like, what in the world's going on? He he came out here, did a couple here in Vegas. We just sent him. Um, I want to say. Maybe a week or two ago, he played up in Idaho. He did a little private thing for us up there, too. Good dude. Love that he's doing yeah. it. I mean, I, I would watch these stories of this him and Sam doing them like crazy, just going, man, you guys, there's some hustlers out there, and there's some some people that went and got jobs at Home Depot or whatever. Then, you know, then there's the, the people that took the time to write and to record and, like, master the craft. There's people that stayed home and got better with their family. And mm-hmm. um, Well, I did all of that. Yeah. Except for the Home Depot part. And that's except for the Home Depot I part. I mean, man, we, you know, me and my wife, we, uh, I, I, I realize there's a, there's a lot more important things. You know, I realized that I didn't have to travel as much. I realized being at home and, and, being at my kids uh, volleyball games and basketball games is, is crazy important. Yeah. Um and it was important before but I I had the mentality of I got to I got to make hay while the sun shines, you know. All right. But man, the time went by so fast. I said and then I but so when it was I was forced to slow down. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome." Yeah. You know. What I heard you talking about a coffee shop. How does how does is that what it's what is that grindstone? Grindstone Cowboy. Cowboy. So, is is that come from you and your wife? Is that a mm-hmm. is that a, a passion project because you love coffee? Is it a an opportunity you guys thought about during COVID to take no, advantage of? Oh uh, man, honestly, like I've had this name for probably five or six years, and um, I always wa- wanted to open a coffee shop, but my wife wouldn't get on board with me because. Honestly, we we had two businesses when we met. She had a business when I met her, and then we bought another business. They failed miserably. So when I presented the idea to her, she said, no. (laughs) I don't want to do that again. Because, you know, we had... It's work. Our house, crazy good bit of equity in our house. Our vehicles were paid for. My music was doing well. We were living, doing well. Right. She's like, I don't want to rock the boat. I said, I get it. I get it. But I just, I couldn't let it go. 
Finally, I found this place that had that resembled my vision. Right. And I said, hey, come with me. I want to show you something. I took her to this place. I said, this is what I'm talking about. And she said, I love it. Two things, though. I want to own the building. I don't want to lease. I said, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. Get to looking. Yep. Uh, and I want to have a drive through. I said, done. So right. I could tell you the whole story, but it'd take a long time. But let's just, we'll fast forward and just say, you know, it was a God thing and, and we found a, a great location. Close to home? A quarter mile from downtown Eagleville, like right there at the light. Okay. It's open now? No, no. We're oh. renovating. Okay. Should be open in the spring. Excited? Very excited. So. Did you put a little spot in there for I don't know an acoustic artist? No, no, it's, and it's, play? A, it's it's a music venue as well. It is a music venue. How yes. many people? What's the cap? It's uh, fifty-five. Dude, how awesome is that? So we're gonna treat it kind of like the Bluebird, right? Very uh, intimate, very uh, quiet. You, when you come in, you got to sit down, shut up, you know, right, and pay attention, respect for the singer. That's so um, rad. But it's gonna be pro high, higher profile. So like if. You know, I only can sell fifty tickets, so you know it's it's not going to be uncommon to to charge fifty, seventy five dollars a person. Right, because to, you're gonna you you've got friends. Exactly. <laughs> you do and a, I'm gonna want you know, and I'm gonna create a place for them to want to come play. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what probably one of the goals here. I would say it was uh, nine years ago we opened at this location, and probably about six years ago, Chris and I started doing music every Friday and part of that experience for us has been let's give artists a place where they want to come play like it sounds good aesthetically it looks good it's a honky-tonk we're still true to our roots Amen. I, I mean and that's kind of what it's about for us we want people to look forward so when you leave here tonight after your show go all right Toad when can I come back that's kind of no, that's <laughs> literally what it's all about I've, you know I tell there are places that I will that I, can, I love to go back to based off solely of off of the the uh, hospitality, sure, and the people running it, yeah, complete. No, I'm not talking about this place, but complete shitholes, sure. But I've also played, you know, the the top of the line venues, state of the art this, state of the art that, big stage, big lights, big sh all that, and they treated us terrible. So yeah. I'm like, I never want to go back, right? And made a ton, you know, ma even making tons of money. I said. Mm -mm. It ain't worth it. One of our one of our um, favorite stories of this place is um, probably back in sixteen or seventeen. Granger Smith played here. Mm -hmm. About a year and a half later, he came back to town, and they were putting him at a hotel. He found out he was playing in a ballroom at a hotel, and said, "I don't want to play that. I want to play back at Stoney's if I'm playing at Vegas because the experience." And that to us just spoke volumes yeah. because I mean, I'm not saying he could go anywhere, but he kind of he could go play anywhere well, in town. Pick, he yeah. definitely can can pick um, the venue. For yeah. Sure. Traveling, what's what's been your favorite town to go to? Your favorite reception as far as crowd and experience with with the venue and your music and everything like that. Place Man, that it's, it, there is not one place. Do you have a it's, couple places that like uh, the East Coast is good. Florida's great. Yeah, um, I got a great <clears throat> California f fan base. Um, it's spread out pretty good. You That's know, good. Uh, the, the East Coast, north from you know, up all the way up to Massachusetts, all the way down to to Miami. It's just. Um, it's always good. Alabama, the SEC world, you know, the college towns. I, I do pretty well. What, what's your favorite college football team? Bulldogs. You are a Georgia Bulldog? Yeah, born and raised. Um, I'm a Nebraska fan. I got problems. I've had problems for quite a few well, years. Well, we all, we've had, <laughs> hey, look, Georgia, one thing, Georgia, they, they're having a great year, but man, they're, they're notorious for just throwing it at the end. Right. Now, I grew up in Southeast Georgia 
and my my high school was the Bulldogs. Okay. So I had it on both sides. Same colors and everything. So I'm, I'm double double whammy with the Bulldogs growing up. You think they're going to win it all this year? The one thing I see this year that we haven't had is that defense. Man, that okay. defense is is pretty pretty stout. Do you follow a lot of college football teams? You just love the sport? I no, I'm a I'm I follow SEC ball. And that's it. Pretty pretty closely. Right. Yeah, cuz I mean I mean Dude, it's a, it's a powerhouse. It, it is, is. It is. Um but honestly, I, I'm a I'm a NFL fan first and right. then college ball. See, I'm the total opposite. I think And there's that, a lot of people. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way with music. Like I go back to 20 years ago when I was doing this with local bands and helping them get to the next level. And like, um, I've had my hand in some of the games of some, some big artists that come from Vegas and I sit back and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I like the green. I love the green. I love it when, and that's why I think I love college basketball and college football so much is because I think not all of them, but a lot of them when they get to the next level, it's about, it's about the money Mm -hmm. and the fame. It's not about, it's not about the hustle per se. It still is, but maybe not number one goal, that sort of thing. And you watch these kids in college and you're just like, geez, they still make mistakes. They own up to the mistakes. The coaches are like their dad, and I think that's why I love it so much is they just get in this this role of learning and playing and giving it their best and knowing that what they do today is going to affect them tomorrow, and I think that's what's so no, neat. No, yeah, and you, you're absolutely right. You know, the college kids. But I, with that said, if if you're on the Alabama team or you're on the Georgia team or the the Ohio State team, I mean, those guys are basically NFL players. Yeah. It's fair. Training. <laughs> it's fair. I love seeing Ohio State lose. I'm not a fan. I love seeing USC lose. A couple years ago, I almost went to uh, um, Texas to go watch Alabama smoke USC. I was so close to going to that game, and I don't know why last minute we we didn't go. But like, I'm just, I don't, uh, I won't follow the Seahawks because I can't stand their coach. I can't stand him because <laughs> wow. he robbed people of of Heisman's for cheating and doing stuff and paying and. I, that kind of stuff sits at home. I'm not saying that that's like saying Tom Osborne from Nebraska didn't do it. I'm sure he did, but maybe he didn't get caught. I mean, right. I'm, so that's kind of my attitude towards it. So I don't, I don't, I'm I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so I don't have anything to root well, for I'm either. A, I'm a, well, I'm a Falcons fan, and we've just we just can't get it together. No, I don't. I always trip out on pro because I'm a part of these fantasy football leagues, and I mean, I just suck at it so bad. I I've, I tried fantasy football one year. I just I'm just. Disconnected. I don't even care. Like yeah, I just I don't I look at my starting lineup. And I was like, okay, that's that looks good. I pick it at the beginning of the year to you know and to, leave it. Yeah, yeah, to be a bro with Same, my, with unless my somebody guys. gets hurt, you know, whatever. But I still don't. Even on bye weeks, I don't change anything. <laughs> I, there's I think there's eight people in ours, and I think I'm in fifth place right now, and I haven't changed a thing. Um, I've won two or three. Well, when I it. first did it that that one year, when I first started, that my I won my first five six games like blowouts. I'm like, this is easy, All right? And then I just I fell apart. I, won, I don't think I won another one after that. Do you? Um, let's go back to the coffee shop for a sec. Do you see yourself playing there a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be a place for me to play, and also a place for my daughters to play. Right, love that. I want them to have a place where they don't. They can just go do and work on their craft, sure, and not have to ask and not. It's their stage; they can play whenever they want. Yeah, um, and I want them to, to to be comfortable there. So, I mean, not only is it will be their their stage, it'll just be a comfortable place where they'll they'll play on often and get used to it and be be able to 
you know, let their hair down a little bit. Do you do you jump in bed with like a black rifle or something like that for a coffee product? Do you have an idea of what kind of coffee you're going? No, after? we teamed up. We 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 are working with a local in Nashville, a uh, a local company that is going to roast our beans. However, they're going to be white labeled. It'll, right. It'll have our label, but it'll say roasted by. Beautiful. That's kind of you've done your research for yeah. it. I think that's freaking cool. And the kids to be able to go in there. Do the kids drink coffee at their young age? They do. You know, they do. They drink the 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 cold ones right. on ice, the the frappuccinos and right. the stuff, the blended milkshakes with caffeine kind of thing. And the pumpkin stuff during Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 It just started out here. My daughter, she's 13, and she's uh, on the weekends is when she gets it. I don't give it to her during the week before school because I don't. I well, don't they don't. Yeah, same. They, yeah. they only get it when they special trip to the mall or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she loves Starbucks. And I don't drink coffee. I can't stand the smell of it. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but I love chai tea. I love chai tea. My, my wife loves chai tea. Yeah. But she loves coffee, too. Yeah, I can't stand the smell of it. Never, never got into it. Um, Music-wise, what's what's been your like your favorite song to be a part of? Like, is it like the outskirts of heaven? Like, the experience for that whole song is where it's taking you as an artist? Is there another song that you look at that that you love for different reasons? Yeah, I mean, there's all a bunch of songs that I've I've been a part of that have special places in my heart for different reasons. Family Man will always be a special song because I wrote it when I found out I was going to be a dad right. for the first time, and then it was my first single. Uh, it was my first hit. Uh, it probably was the song that got me my record deal so that that song will always be special um but yeah outskirts of heaven is is another level i think um just because of the the reaction that i've gotten from from fans of how it it gives them peace you know knowing that if 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 they lost somebody they know that that person is in a good place sure um, i had a guy Send me a message one time. He was talking about he was he was he had lost his dad, and him and his dad were very close, and he just couldn't imagine living without his dad. So he was on his way to taking his life in the car, and he heard this he heard this song called "Outskirts of Heaven," and he said it was as if his dad was telling him, "Don't worry about me. I'm fine." Right. I'm just, you know, don't sweat it. I'm in a good place. I'm just waiting on you to get here, you know, that kind of thing. And he said that you, you that song saved my life, literally. And so when you hear those kind of stories, it's like, because we do this all the time. We play and we do these shows. We rock. We, we have a good time. But sometimes when you get reminded of the power of a song, it's like, yeah, this is, this yeah. is why we do what we do. Um. There's a, a a new artist. His name is Larry Fleet. Um, he has a song out. It's, I think it's called "Talk to God" or "When I Talk to God" or something like that. And it talks about how everybody in their own life and in their own experience has a different way, a different manner, a different situation. And when they talk to God, sort of thing. I ride dirt bikes, and my girl always said when I go ride my dirt bike, she's like, "Well, what do I get to do?" So it's like to me, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I almost feel like it's not fair for me to ride my dirt bike. But the other time, I try and explain to her that everybody needs me time. But literally, when I'm on my dirt bike, I talk to him good, bad, and indifferent. Obviously, I talk to him almost when I crash, almost every single time. <laughs> or when I do crash, then I can walk away from it. But the other time is just thank you. Like, and you have this experience. And I listen to uh, Outskirts of Heaven, and and I listen to that song, and it. it I think it hits home, and it's relevant to everybody. 
because in some some point in their life they're going to go through something like that where Man. they lose somebody and 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 honestly they have I, to I, hear that. I, yeah, I wrote that with none of that in mind. Right. I wrote it from myself. I wrote it like you know if because I I thought about it one night. I said I don't want to go to heaven if it's yeah, or I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to live downtown heaven. That was my my thought process. I'm like, I I just I can't imagine myself living downtown heaven. So I wrote it. I was like, maybe good Lord hears this song. He he'll know that I need something a little bit more chill. Right. Um. So the song was a prayer request, and then you know once it hit the radio, started getting these messages, which was I was like, wow, I didn't even didn't even think of that. Right. Well, I think that's probably the blessing behind the whole thing. Yeah. What's your goals for 22? Well, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We got, I got uh, teed up a double album I'm about to drop. Hell yes. And then I also have a project that I've been working on. Um, two, actually, two other projects. The coffee shop is going to open in 2022. That'll, that'll be very time consuming. Um, but yeah, just hammer down. Just keep going. Do you find yourself chasing another deal? If the right deal presents itself, like we we the whole plan was to have Nevermind and and work it to to secondary radio, um, and get to a place where it has enough steam that you know we can say, hey, we've we've done all the work from here to here. We need some help to get from here. Need to some here. more gasoline, right? Um, and we have a couple of. We have a couple of lines in the water. We had a couple of nibbles, um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, if it's got to be the right deal, man. Sure. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy right now with with the way things work. I am the CEO. I I record the music I want to record. I put it out when I want to put it out, how I want to put it out. Right. I get to play on my records. I get to play piano for myself. I get to produce. I get to. I do whatever I want. Right. And I love it. As long as you can make a living on it, I don't understand why someone would change. Um, Sam came to me and he asked me about booking, and um, he goes, "Where would you go if you were me?" And I said, "Nowhere." And he said, "Why do you say that?" And I said, "Look at what you've just done during COVID. You lived your life on the road because you did whatever you had to. That's where I go back to. You look at a guy like Cody Johnson who just put his head down, did what he needed to do." Labels came to him, and he would say, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks. It doesn't work for me, no thanks, until he found a, a partnership, per se. And I think yeah. that's, I mean, you're at a level like that where you've, you've got this history, you've got work ethic, you've got drive, and you've got the songs. Like, I don't know. I wish there was a way that, that you, could, you could get to radio. It's very rare, but I wish there was a way you could get to radio as an independent and, and get to a level that, that exceeds all expectations. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we, we talked about this before we went on air, but... Um, radio, it just, it's a love hate, man. You know, it's, if you want to have, it, it does move the needle when it comes to touring a little bit. Sure. Um, and, and honestly, the, the desire to have a hit at country radio is always, it's, it's there. I, I mean, yeah, I see my buddies writing songs and then I see my other buddies that are artists having number ones and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'd love to, I'd love to have that. Right. Or, or I'd love to have not that, but have. I don't have another, a number one song. Sure. I so. mean, you didn't get into the industry to, to sit around. No. No. That's right. I think that for real. I have a buddy. His name is Steven. He's not necessarily, he does some country, but he's in the pop world. Independent. Went to 37 on the pop billboard charts with wow. a single independent. No money. Just because it was a decent song. It was crazy. 
I called some friends. Well, you, well, you saw, you see what no marketing, zero dollars, and the, the three out of the top four songs on. Yes. Are let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And it's, you, know, he, you know what I mean? Yeah. No money. Yeah. No money. And it, you and what I think what was it? I, YouTube pulled it. I just sit back and I just get the giggles about. I don't even want to go to there. I actually, <laughs> I have a shirt down down. I saw it when yeah. I walked in. I got fired up about it. I yeah. loved it. I will. I have one. Do you have one of ours? No. Well, I made that one morning. I was sitting on the phone with my with my printer, and I'm like, dude, I think I want to do this shirt. And so I sent him, and he goes, I think you should change that because you might get in trouble. And it was part of the, the NASCAR logo. Oh, the colors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, the, the colors are s- similar, but their pieces were two, two, and one. I just went two, two, and two. So it was kind of like one of those things where it's like the mindset, and dude, we sold a shit pot of them. So I just get the giggles out of it. I think I'm gonna it's funny. One. I'm going to get another one before I go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you one before <laughs> you go. <laughs> that sort of thing. Because to me... Last night we went to PBR. Yeah. And I wore a Stony shirt and my buddy Sparky wore a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And I was telling Chris this afternoon, I'm like, dude, I said, man, normally if I wear a Stony shirt to anything that has anything to do with country music, people talk to me because Stony's brand has been around 14 right. years. And if they're country, they're in Vegas or they know music, they know us, that sort of thing. Not one person said shit to me, but my buddy Sparky was on fire last yes, night sir. because he was wearing this yes, let's go brandon sir. and people just say nice shirt love your shirt great shirt where'd you get the shirt like everything and i just man and we can sit here and talk about this but yeah <laughs> let, let's not let's not dude uh, but going back to to just yeah the independent yes sir being able to do music and and keep control that's yeah. that is key to me like just being able to make keep keep the control the ownership yeah it's just you know look when i was with my previous record label, I they never came to my house. They never met my daughters. Right. They didn't know me. They didn't know my wife. They didn't know my kids. They never come to my shows. They never met none of my fans. They didn't know anything about me or my music. However, they're telling me, you need to record these songs. Yeah, they don't know. And not fair. Not necessarily you need to record these. You have to record these. Right. Or... You just we're gonna put you on a shelf. Sure. <laughs> you can't do that, man. It frustrated me. You can't. Like you signed me because right. of what I do. Yeah. But now you telling me we don't want you to do that anymore. I had I had hoped from twenty years ago the industry would change in that sense. But like I, I obviously we have a new artist in here every Friday and this conversation comes up and it's always to me it's frustrating that they've got they talk about all this music they have. I'm like, what are you waiting for? You can't I was with this record label for five years when we put out an EP, a five-song EP. I said, guys, I'm ready. But I recorded. But the good thing is, is when I left those that record label and the one before that, I was able to bring with me every song that was never released. So right. That's what I'm about to put out. Beautiful. Online. Do it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Go grab some dinner. Tell people how to find you online. Man, I'm everywhere. Uh, at Craig Campbell TV. Uh, it's a long story as to why it's. TV has nothing to do with television, um, but yeah, you can find me on all of them: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at uh, Craig Campbell TV. The only one that's different is TikTok, and it's Craig Campbell Music. Did your kids help you with your TikTok? Oh, they do. Yes, <laughs> my kid, I love her. She has a TikTok. She's not allowed to post. She's allowed to watch just because she's young and protective dad, that sort of thing. But the other side to all that is. I ask her questions. How do I do this, this, and this? And she's just like, I can't believe you don't know how to do that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> she goes right through it, but that's kind of fun. It is fun. Thanks for the time. Man, thank you. 
My grandpa taught me about bug knives and shotguns How to cast a nose of coal and how to work a stick shift He taught me the Bible and about all twelve disciples And he made sure that I know there's life after this With curly gates and streets of gold Said if I just believe, that's where I'll go.